Yo, 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 what's good? This is DJ Odyssey, and you're tuned into the No Pope Podcast. Today, I got special guest from Carson. I'll let yeah, him yeah. introduce himself. I go by the name of Jason Cash, and I'm from Carson, California. Camba Ave, to be specific. Carson Cash off Camba Ave, and you do know that. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to have you here in the studio today, man. man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for coming out today, man. man. I know it was a little last second asking you. <laughs> Damn, then you hit me with 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> hey, no, that. but much love, man. I really appreciate you for, sure, for sure. coming through. You know, this is an interview I've been looking forward to. As I was explaining to you, you know, Chuck Dizzle told me to holler at you. Right, right, and, right. You know, Shout out Chuck Dizzle, Carson Legend. You know, and if, you, if he gives you that, you know, oh, yeah. co-sign, it's like, <laughs> right, right. say less, you know? Right. But no, I appreciate you for coming into the studio. You know, I'm looking forward to this interview. I'm looking forward to talking to you about your music, talking to you about your creative process, right. and just growing up in Carson. So let's get it started, man. How'd you get involved in music? How'd you get started? Oh, man. I started rapping because of Little Bow Wow. Really? Yeah. There was a girl. I've told this story a bunch of times, but I'm not going to say her name this time. But there was a girl when I was like, uh, like kinder, first grade. Like the first girl like I ever had a little crush on or whatever. So uh she was on Bow Wow super tough and I just figured like if I could be like the famous kid rapper like Bow Wow, like I could get her. So that's why I started rapping. So I was like young, freestyling, young, trying to rap, thought I was gonna be the famous kid rapper. But I mean, in time, you know, I started finding out like, damn, this is a way that I can actually express myself just a way that I could like give game like to the kids to the people in general that like need it mm -hmm. because like I learned a lot from music so it was a mix of of course like like I said like I started rapping because of Bow Wow but then again like I grew up in the church like my grandparents preached for like 40 plus years so like I was around music like being a church drummer and my brother played the piano, my dad plays the guitar and the bass, like, you know, like my little brother Jody Mack, like he plays the guitar and shit like that. Like so I was around it a lot, just music in general. So even though like I rap like like if you go through like my Apple music playlist and shit, like the shit that I listen to is such a wide range. It's not just you know, not just rap. Cause it's I, not just condensed to like nah, the genre. Nah. To keep it one hundred like, like I, like for me, like Jay Z is the greatest rapper of all time, right? Mm -hmm. But then again, at the same time, like Kendrick is, like, Kendrick is like the god, like you know. Yeah. But I don't ride around listening to Jay Z and Kendrick. Like I hold their music in such high regards. But like, if I'm getting in my car, like I'm probably listening to Odie's. <laughs> I'm probably listening to R and B. Like I don't even really ride around listening. To rap like that. especially not rappers that I'm a big fan of. Like when it comes out, I listen to it. But if I listen to too much of that shit, it might like subconsciously you like start sounding like them things, you know. So like I try not to, you know. Like it's it's weird because you gotta have a blend of knowing what's going on and knowing what's out there and shit. But at the same time, like don't want to hear it too much where it like kind of throw off what you're doing. I understand. So it's like you listen to it, but you wouldn't dive in as deep in order to not allow that to affect what right. you sound like. Right. Like again, if, going back to the subconscious part that you mentioned. Right. Like if a Kendrick album came out tomorrow, yeah. I would play the fuck out of it, right? Of course. When it first comes out. And then it was like, 
like again, like I said, like Kendrick. If there was no Jay Z, like I would say Kendrick is the greatest rapper of all time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, even with that, it's like to listen. I have to be. I'll have like a Kendrick day. Like it'll be a day like right, I'm fuck. I'm listening to Kendrick today. Okay. All right, fuck. I'm riding around to J Cole today. But it's like I don't just get in my car and just listen to Kendrick and J Cole because of that reason. Mm-hmm. If I didn't do music, I probably for sure would just listen to that shit all day. But you know, that's what's up. That's what's up. So you mentioned like Jay Z and Kendrick is some of the more contemporary artists you listen to. Who are some of the older artists you listen to? Some of the oldies that you were mentioning earlier, like oldies. I'm like me and my brother. Well, I'm representing because you, of course, you know my younger brother. But mm-hmm. like we listen to shit like Bobby Womack. We riding around listening. Like my dad, me listening to like the Ohio Players. Like, my favorite rapper is Sugar Free. So, like, like oh, rap, of course, I'm, like, heavy on. Like, DJ Quick, Sugar Free, like, um, different shit like that. But then again, like, I have days. Like, one of my favorite songs of all time is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. So, it's, like, so much different shit. Like, I might get in the car and just listen to, listen to Say It Ain't So by Weezer all day. Like, you know, like, it just really just kind of depends. But... Yeah, like, for the most part, if I'm listening to some old shit, it's Bobby Womack. Most definitely, most definitely. So, earlier in the conversation, you mentioned how, like, music and lessons that you've learned through music. Right. What would you say are some of the lessons that you have learned? Um, the lesson that stood out to you the most? Man, one of the, like, most life-changing lessons that I learned, like, through doing music, not so much, like, listening to music, but, like, doing music, uh... Somebody said to me, he was like, do you feel some type of way like when the people that you care about don't support you? I'm like, yeah, to a degree. And he said to me, he was like, bro, you're on a path to make millions of dollars that you're not about to just split with everybody. Like, play life fair, bro. Like, how could you be upset with anybody to not support you on your path to make millions? Like, something that they probably will never do. Like, how could you even look at it that way? And I never thought about it like that. You know, so, like, now I started to look at, like, if somebody does support me, I'm very appreciative, you know what I'm saying? But that's a, like, that's a bonus. It's not required. I don't care if you know me since first grade. Like, you're not required to support me. And nor are you required to re- to support me in a way that I want you to. Mm-hmm. Like, I've learned to accept support in whichever way it comes, even if it's just seeing me in the store and be like, hey, bro, keep doing keep doing your shit. Or, like, if if Chuck Dizzle never played one of my records and never did anything like that, the fact that he tells you, like, you like, hey, who should I tap in with? He like cash. That's him supporting me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. In his way. So it's like, fortunately, yeah, he does support the music and et cetera. But it's like, I'm, I've learned, like, especially just from that one conversation, like, to accept, like, be thankful for all of it instead of looking at it like, damn, this is how damn, you my cousin, money, you're not posting my tape. Like, damn, you my cousin, I'll drop the freestyle, you're not reposting my shit. It's like, they're not required to do that. But another thing, like, I probably, um, it's it's weird because it's like from the technical side, like, like with Kendrick, I look at Kendrick like, not only is he just so good of a rapper, but it's like, like Kendrick and like Cole, like they're no, they know the tools in their toolbox and they know when to use them and how to use them and it's like I've been rapping for so long but I'm still like I might go to the studio tomorrow and do some shit I never did before like oh shit I got that tool now you know I can do that 
mm-hmm. Kendrick know exactly what the fuck he got and you know how to use it. Yeah. So like just from like the artists that I like and when I hear songs I like, like it's made me like go back and listen to it and figure out what is it that I actually like about it. Because most of the shit that you hear, like even some shit that's just that just sound like catchy out of nowhere. It's like a lot of that shit is calculated. A lot of that shit is like thought out. It's not like by accident. You know what I mean? So I made good songs for a long time by accident. Like not having an actual formula. Like if you look at TDE, like every artist is different, but they have like a set standard of the product. Like even if J-Rock don't rap like Kendrick, it's like J-Rock project is still of a certain standard like we're, they're still selling stuff at a certain standard you know what i mean so like that's one thing i guess it's weird for me because i rap so what i take from music might be different than like somebody just listening just for you know but i've learned a lot from it that's what's up that's what's up so my next question has to do with you were speaking about how kendrick lamar he's aware of what's in his toolbox right right, right. you know and i feel like that comes from reflection just for understanding sure. where you've been and where you come from do you feel like, you know, you reflect a lot in order to get a better idea of what's in your toolbox? Because what's in your toolbox is not going to essentially be what's in another artist's nah, toolbox. Nah, for sure, for sure. Hell yeah, like, that's one of the... That's one of the uh, one of the things that I, that I learned, like, in recent times, that, like, music is very, like, collaborative. You know what I mean? So it's like, instead of, like... It's easy for just being human like to be insecure like about your weaknesses mm-hmm. but like I've learned like if it's something I can't do you know like like for example like my homeboy Blast like Blast sing I can't sing I'm gonna call Blast instead of trying to sing off key with autotune I'm gonna call somebody who can do it you know what I mean like it's times I've been I've been in a booth and like I'm stuck on one line and somebody like, bro, you should probably say something like, and I'm like, okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. Let me see if I could take that and come up with that in my own way or some shit like that. So, um, yeah, like those moments, they kind of make you reflect on the spot, like make you think like, okay, well, damn, okay, so I can't do that. And I, I know a lot of people like to say, like, damn, you can do anything, but let's be real. Like, there's some <laughs> shit you can't do. Like, you know, I can't do a backflip. Like, I can't fly. Like, it's certain shit you can't do. But it's like, it's not a bad thing because for everything you can't do, somebody else can. So it's like, just like, there's shit that other people can't do that they're going to need you for. So when I go back and I sit with myself before I go to sleep and I reflect and I think on just everything because... To be real with you, like, even with music, like, the way I, the reason why I rap the way I rap or do music the way I do is because it's just based off me as a person. Like, I don't, like, separate it. Like, like my homeboy right here, Trey, like, his his grandma called me Cash. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my, my homeboys, like, their parents know me as Cash. Like, I'm not a character. Like, I just turn push a button and I turn into the rapping guy. Like, this is just me. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like. A lot of, like, the way I see the world just as a person, a lot of, like, the way I do handle things and go about things as a person, like, it come, it carries over into the music anyway. So, like, whether I was doing music or making boots or selling T-shirts, like, it's it's a certain way that shit, shit's going to be because that's just kind of how I am as a person. So, 
beef long before like I knew that long before I knew that like how critical everything is like mm-hmm. like I still was sitting down like okay well, let me I did that that wasn't I don't like the way I did that I don't like the way you know yeah listening to old shit like even listening to old music that shit make me cringe sometimes cause I'm like damn like <laughs> why didn't I like you know why didn't the lyrics cool but why didn't I record that like this like why didn't I you know so like I'm very very like critical on myself I guess it's ridiculous. I understand. I understand. So, with that being said, like, how important is it for you to be authentic to yourself? Because in the music industry, you know, like, there's some artists like, hey, being me ain't working. Let me try to emulate somebody else. I can't. You know? I can't. You can't. No. I can't because, like, by, like, I'm Carson Cash off Camba Ave, bro. Like, for me to come back home, it's niggas that's, like, my homeboys is not going to let me go pretend to be some other shit and then come back. I, st- I still got to come back to Carson. I still got to come back home. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes when I see people on that crazy-ass shit, I'm like, damn, they must never go home. Because it's like, bro, when I go, it's almost impossible. Like, it's almost impossible for me to come to Carson rather I'm going to the... 99 cent store Rather I'm just Walking through the Carson Mall It's impossible for me To not run into Somebody that I know Not just because Not just because Rap is going crazy Or something like that But it's just like Man like This the city Like we all go To these same gas stations We all go to these Same stores So it's like You know like You're gonna run into people So if I'm just out On some nut ass shit It's like I'm not gonna be able To let that shit down mm-hmm. So like One of the main things Like I always said With, with music Like regardless of how big this shit get, how much money we're able to make. Like, I still want to be able to look in the mirror and be like, you're still you. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do no sucking shit to get a bag. Most definitely. Can't do it. Much respect, <laughs> man. Much respect. So, how important is Carson to your identity as an artist? Because when you first came in here, you introduced yourself as like, hey, I'm Carson Cash. <laughs> you know, from Kemba app. You know, like... Yeah. You know, you put it, you know, you weren't just cash, right. you were Carson Cash from Kemba, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's very, like, I'm getting a feeling that's very important to you. It is very, very important because, like, even Kemba Ave, like, man, I watched my grandpa die on Kemba Ave. I I'm watched my grandma that. cry on Kemba Ave. You know what I'm saying? Like, I became a man on Kemba Ave. That's not the only house I ever lived in, but it's like that house made me a man, bro. Like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very important, like, Man, like, I wouldn't even have shit to talk about. <laughs> like, because even even though I have, like, so many different things in my life, just from a child to now, it's like the shit that I went through living on Canva, like, is what made me, like, understand why certain shit happened. It made me make sense. Like, like that's, like, real like real traumatic shit like I watched my grandpa die Christmas morning in my mom's hands like you feel me like and still slept in that same room you know what I'm saying and when I was living on Canva like before I lived on Canva like if anybody from Delamo here this like before I lived on Canva I lived on Denwall and Annalee that's on the west side of Delamo I'm from like but I don't claim the west side of Delamo I claim the east side of Delamo that's where I really like lived at so, like, before that, I lived on Denwall and Annalee. 
when I moved into uh when I moved on campus, it's because my mom moved out of our crib to take care of my grandfather who had had a stroke and was like paralyzed on one side. So when I, when I moved into that crib, it was like my grandma was already living there. My grandpa is, is in the sick bed. I have an uncle living there. I'm one of five boys. You know what I mean? My mom didn't have my my youngest brother at the time, but it was it was four of us. Mm-hmm. Man, like we sleeping on air mattresses. We sleeping on the couch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even like, because a lot of people get the misconception, like, everybody from Carson got money. They live in the two-story houses. For me to live in the two-story house, my grandparents both passed away for me to stay in that house. You know what I'm saying? Like, before that, I lived on Section 8. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have, like, bro, like, I was really on camera, like, sleeping on the fucking air mattress. I remember days when my air mattress popped, and I didn't go get another one yet, and I just laid on the went to sleep on the flat air mattress bro and then and then went to big five bought another air mattress came home rolled up the one that was flat put that shit back in the box to go get my 20 dollars back you know what i'm saying like that's why i go so hard for carson because those times bro like if it wasn't for them times man i wouldn't even be able to appreciate anything that's about to happen with music you know what i'm saying it's like those shits made you realize like damn this shit is real, bro. Like, you feel me? Like, this shit is real. And, like, I'm not saying, like, I went through a work, like, the worst. It's people that, like, wish they had the fucking air mattress to lay on. You know what I'm saying? Or wish they had that for sure roof. It's, you know, like, I know people my age that was in homeless shelters and all type of shit like that. I ain't never had to do that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, but it's just, like, that's my story. I'm not trying to measure trauma or, or, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, I had it worse than this guy or that guy. But I'm, like, the way I had it. I'm so thankful that I did because it just showed me a different, you know, I mean, like, it just it just really, like, opened my eyes to just how real shit is, like, for real, and just made you, like, I still had good times over there, bro, like, even sleeping on the airman, like, it was still, you know what I mean? You know my brother, like, he'll tell you, like, we had good times for real, you feel me? So it's like that shit, you know, and that shit mean a lot to me. And I feel like indebted, like I owe the city something. Like I, when I say, when I say it's, I'm Carson Cash off campus F because I didn't been out of state and somebody asked me where I'm from and I'm like, I'm from Carson and they don't know what Carson is. And I'm going to say, oh, it's next to Compton in between, it's in between Compton and Long Beach. Nah, I'm going to go hard. So when my partner is out of state and they like, where you from? You from Carson? They know exactly what where the fuck Carson is, you know what I'm saying, or what, what the fuck going on, you know? So that's why I go so hard for this city. Much respect to you, man. Much respect Appreciate to you. Appreciate that. So how much would you say of the experiences that you just shared with me are funneled into the music? A lot of it. A lot of it, but it's tricky, though, because... It's tricky because... um like I said, I'm one of five boys, right? Yeah. So, me, me, okay, like, again, you know my younger brother. Mm-hmm. So, me and my brother we grew up at the same house. We had the same parents, but certain shit affected him different than it did me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's certain pivotal moments that's, like, pivotal for me that might not have been like that for him. So, it's like... The reason why I'm, why I say it's tricky to put it in the music is because I'm not just telling my story. So if I go rap and I'm like, yeah, we was late on the bill and we was blah, 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 blah. Like I just put my brother business in the street too. 
Yeah. Because I'm not just talking about my parents. I'm talking about his parents, too. Yeah. So that's like, you know, like you kind of got to find that fine line to tell your story. But then again, it's like my story is not just my story. Yeah. It's almost that self-censorship. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. But it's certain. It's some shit. Like where it go there, like I'll I'll make songs and I'll go there, but they just probably won't see the light of day, just out of respect, you know. Cause again, like you know, with especially with family, it's like you know, I might look at a specific person different than another re- relative might look at them, mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa. So it's like I try to be, you know, I try to be mindful, you know, when I'm rapping and I'm talking about personal things because, you know, like for the most part, like I get I do get a lot of support from my family. Like, you know, like especially my brother, like today, like I get a voice memo from him and him just telling me like, you know, uh, you know, you inspire me, bro. Like it's Monday. Start off a good you know, I hope you start off a good week. Keep grinding, going for your goals and your dreams, or whatever. I love you, like you know what I'm saying. Like just out the blue, like my brother just sent me a voice memo like that. So it's like I would never want to just go do a record and say some shit where he feel violated because he listens to everything I do. You know, understood. Right. It's tricky. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It's all. It's about you know, being mindful and being respectful because it's not only your story but right. your sibling stories as well. Right. But then again, you still don't want to cheat. The listener and not yeah. give them the real either. So it's so, like drawing that fine line right. a little bit. But I've been through enough of just Jason shit. Yeah. Where it's like I can talk about, you know, my shit as well. Like I have a lot of different things from from just my own personal life that, you know, that the only person I could really violate is me speaking on, you know? Agree. Yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. So let's talk about your creative process. Like when you're in the studio, do you write? Every, do you have everything written down? Is everything off top? Like, how do you get in the creative mindset and lock in? Okay, so in recent times, I just go in the booth and rap. Off so top, I just go in the booth and rap, and like what makes sense. Like, it's like so it's weird because there's some days where I'll go line by line. Like I might have two bars, and I'm literally all right, delete. Punch and I'm punching another line. I'm just going literally going line by line like that. Mm-hmm. Then it's sometimes where I just might go rap for like two mi- like two minutes or so, and then we start taking pieces that make sense and like putting it together. Yeah, and then re-rapping it. You know, but I'm not the rapper that like I don't sit at home like writing and shit like that. I used to. But it's like now it's like man we it gotta be game I'm a game time performer like we gotta be the show <laughs> going to if I'm right like at home writing to a beat I I have to be going to the studio that day or like it has to be some shit like that or like some but sometimes it kind of de- it kind of depends kind of depends because it's like certain shit like I will write like sometimes in the studio I will like when my producer they'll be making a beat or whatever and I might actually be sitting on my phone. You know, typing it out. But for the most part, I like to uh, just go in there and rap because I, like, I started off freestyle rapping. Mm -hmm. So, like, because of that, like, I'm able to find cadences, like, if I just go off the top of my head that I wouldn't find, like, actually trying to type a verse up. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. You mentioned freestyles. Recently, you've been dropping a lot of freestyles. Right, right, right. You know, on Instagram, you had a freestyle. Go crazy. On 82.3, I believe. I did uh, The Real, 92.3 with DJ Head and Blue Oh, my bad. 
just uh I just did that maybe like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, congratulations to you. Freestyle's been picking up, man. People, yeah, are, people yeah. are really getting hip to the freestyles, man. Yeah, I did another one, man. I had rapped on uh on the YG beat, like the LA Leakers. They played that shit for like a week on Power 106. Like a freestyle over somebody else beat. They played that shit on the radio for like a week. Damn. <laughs> How did it feel to hear that on radio? Crazy as hell. Like it's like other people was catching it before I did. And then one day we was in the studio and um Shout out my boy uh, Gabe C at Power One Hundred Six. He was live. He was live on the gram, and I was like, I was in a live. Like I'm in the studio. Like the beat music is just playing, and I'm watching this live. And he seen that I was in the live. He was like, uh, Hold on, just watch. I got something for you. So like, <laughs> I tell all the homies, I'm like, All right, come on, come on, come to the car. Everybody, I know, come he, on. I know he about to play this shit. <laughs> so yeah, like my my homies was able to re, uh, record me hearing myself on the uh, on the radio. That was crazy. That was crazy. That's super dope, man. Hell yeah, that shit, that shit was that shit was tight. Yeah, man, that's super dope. Also, as we were mentioning earlier, one of your freestyles got over like six hundred thousand views, man. Yeah, it was it was it was close to like a hundred thousand. Oh, hundred thousand. Like, yeah, it was around there. Okay. Nah, yeah, nah, you good, bro. It was, but uh, that's the same freestyle that they were playing. Oh, okay. That's the same freestyle that they were playing. Like that one just went crazy and like just incredible and hit me like like texting me and was like. Bro, you got to record that and send me that shit. So I'm like, bet. I hit my boy Trey like, yeah, set the, uh, set the shit up. We got to go record that joint. So I recorded it and I just sent it over. And he played that shit the next that, that the same day I sent it to him. I was like, what the fuck? That's love, man. <laughs> oh, God. That shit crazy. Shit crazy as hell. A lot of this shit, it, man, bro, like, do you feel like it's still hitting you sometimes? Hell yeah. Like, um, man, when you be moving so much and be like, you know, on the moving on the go, like, you know, sometimes it don't really like hit you just how really like how real this shit is. Like the day I heard it on the radio, they had already played it five days. But it's like when I heard it myself, it was just like, oh fuck, like this shit is, you know. And like even when going to do the uh, freestyle at ninety two point three the other day, I'm like, you know, we knew we were going up there, like you know, like I ran into DJ Head at ComplexCon, and he was like, yo, yeah, we we talked about it, so I had text him like, yo, what, what day is good next week? He told me today, so I knew like a week in advance I was going up there, but like when we get there and we like going through security and waiting at that. Uh, elevator for somebody to walk us up and then now we're walking through the shit seeing pictures of Kendrick and all type of shit on the wall and the big ass 92.3 sign and we like oh fuck we really in this motherfucker so like I did the freestyle like maybe like two weeks before the shit came out so we had already knew he did it I knew what beat I rapped on I knew what I said or whatever they didn't even tell me when they dropped it like I'm on my way home like just keep this how funny like this how real real this shit is. I'm on my way home from my aunt's house, right? I'm leaving my aunt's house in Compton. Driving home. Texting and driving. I shouldn't be. But I looked on Instagram at the red light and I seen DJ Head had posted it on his story and I'm looking at his page and I'm like, oh shit. I pulled over to the side of the road, like near the Delamo Swami, I'm like in the little industrial area. I pull over to the side of the road. I go to my little downloads app. I download the video. 
and rep and, and then posting on my shit like while I'm on the side of the road and then I had my hazards on and all type of shit to post this shit and and then drove home and my phone just started going crazy, bro. Like I'm like, what the fuck? Like I sent the screenshot to my pops, like, cause I had told my dad when I went up there, like, and he was like, oh shit, that's crazy. But then like when DJ Head posted it and I posted it, and then like the actual like the station posted it and I screenshot sent to my dad. My dad was like, oh shit, like that's crazy as hell. So it was just, I don't know, man, certain shit, it'd be like, damn, like, you know, we be moving around and we be doing so much little shit. And, you know, like, I t me and the homies, like, in our little group chat or whatever, we, we know what the fuck going on and shit. But then it's like, when I run into s somebody, like, and they be like, damn, bro, like, that's crazy. Like, you was on the radio. I'm like, I think about it. I'm like, damn, that shit is crazy, you know? Right. Who would have thunk it? Man. It's like I always, man, I always knew I was going to rap. Like, yeah. I always knew I was going to rap. Of course. I didn't know how I was going to get in this shit, but I always knew this is what I was going to be doing. But it's just like the shit you do along the way, like, you didn't know you was going to do that, though. Yeah. You didn't know that was about to happen. You ain't know this, like, you know, it's crazy. Like, I was in, um, I went to Atlanta for A3C with my boy Blast. He had a show out there, and, like, we in the, uh, like we in the little uh, the Linux mall, and like I'm going to Chick Fil A, and this dude he walk up on me, he like, he like, um, he was like, you cash? I'm like, yeah. He like, yeah, bro. I seen your. I had just dropped the freestyle like the day before. Okay. He like, yo, yeah, I seen your shit on the uh, on the. I'm like, damn, nigga, we're in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's just crazy. But it's like, it's weird because, like, I got shot. Like, I got PTSD. Like, a motherfucker be walking up on me like, hey, bro, I seen you on the... I was about to say, it's like, yeah, wait, your like, cash is like, what's yeah, up? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, people will walk up to me and, like, recognize me from doing, like, because I was before uh, the radio shit, like, you know, like, if you watch the freestyle, like, most of the freestyle, I'm jumping out the whip, like, in random spots, just rapping. So, like, yeah, you the motherfucker jumping out the whip, rapping and shit. <laughs> But it's like when they first walk up on me, I'll be like, oh, nigga, hard be beating fast and shit. Like, it'd be tricky. But that shit is crazy. It's, it's for sure. Uh, it's for sure a good feeling, though. For sure. For sure. For sure. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you're enjoying the ride. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Enjoying the process for sure. Yeah, like, most definitely. Especially because, you know, some days it's like, some days harder than others, but those just like make it, make it worth it. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. Yeah, we were talking about it on the way here, just like having your own process and just enjoying it on the way. Hell yeah. You know? For real, because like everybody got a different path. Like, exactly. That's one shit I always say to like, like, all right, us sitting right here, we can say like, all right, we about to leave here and go to, we drive into Delamo Mall. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can take a whole different route than you take, but we both end up at the Delamo Mall. Exactly. It's like so. It's like your path is your path, like your route. That even if it take a little longer, you know what I'm saying. Even if you, like, I don't, I don't know if you use ways, but ways to have your ass in the back alley, down the street, pulling in somebody's driveway and some other shit. Like ways to have you doing the most. But it's like, right, bro. <laughs> but it's like you feel me. Like wherever you post to go, you gonna get there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So it's like that's one thing I be keeping in mind. Like. 
I don't really like get too caught up in anybody else's route because it doesn't really have nothing to do with mine. It's like my shit is going to go how it's supposed to go. Like I am a firm believer that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in life right now. Good and bad. Like it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't think about it like this. And I didn't always think about it like this. But one thing my big brother told me, he was just like, bro, everything in life has worked out thus far. If not, we wouldn't even be sitting right here. Exactly. So in some form or fashion, everything has worked out. So it's like, even when I be going through certain shit, just day-to-day shit, just different, you know, the bullshit, we all go through the bullshit. It's like, I be keeping that shit in mind. Like, everything has worked out so far. So I just be, you know. And another thing, like, a friend of mine, another, he's another artist, his name is Major. So Major said to me one day, he was like, for you to even um, receive everything the universe has for you, you have to give yourself completely to the universe. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, if not, like, you can't, how could you expect to receive everything the universe has for you if you haven't given yourself completely to it? So it's like, that's one thing, like, I be remembering on those days where I don't want to go about shit certain ways, like, you know, or don't want to deal with certain shit, I'll be having to remember, like, you know, like, all that shit is a part of the process. And, you know, for some reason, like, you know, this is your route. This is your process. I seen somebody, like, I'm trying to remember who, but I seen a friend, like, he reposted something on Instagram the other day, and and what he what it said was, you got to play the cards you were dealt as if you picked them. Because at the end of the day, like, regardless if these are the cards you wanted, like, they're in your hand now. So you got to play them bitches like you picked them. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, when I seen that, like, that shit kind of, like, it kind of, like, resonated with me just a little bit because, you know, sometimes, you know, shit don't, you know, shit don't go how you want it to or you might not be exactly where you want to be. Or you might not be in a position that you think you should be in, but you still got to play that position like as if that's the position you wanted, you know, because that's just a part of your process. So that's how I be thinking about shit. Agreed. Agreed. What would be the biggest takeaway that or the biggest lesson that you've learned like throughout your process, like from beginning to where you are now? Like, how do you feel like you've changed the most and what is the biggest takeaway that you've had so far? And the biggest thing that I've learned from my process is to not get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. Because, like, this shit don't stop. Like, it's, like, you know, like, you can win three days. Like, you can have, you can have wins three days in a row and lose on the fourth, lose on the fifth, and then be winning again on the sixth. It's like, so it's like I try not to get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. Like, like for example, like the radio shit, I can do that and be like, okay, yeah, we made it to the radio, cool. Like, and just be riding that shit and be high off of that shit. It's like, nah, like, okay, like that's good, appreciate it, be thankful. You know what I'm saying? But you still gotta continue to do what you do because this shit don't, it don't stop. In the words of G Perico, shit don't stop. But that's the biggest thing. And my big brother, like, he he be on my head with that one 
because I used to get real high on the highs and real low on the lows and be disappointed and mad and all oh, hella shit when stuff don't go how I want it to. And then be super happy when shit is going how I want it to. And then he used to, that's one thing, like, on the on the phone. Like, I tell him, like, some, some shit and he'd be like, bro, just remember, don't get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. So that's, like, that's something I tell myself daily, like, for real. Most definitely, most definitely. So what is the next milestone that you're trying to hit in your career? Getting my homeboys out of their jobs. That's the next thing I want to do. I haven't. I got shot December 6, 2017, and I was working TSA at the time. Um, I, ha- I haven't worked a job since. Trying to get my partners out of their job. The end crowd, we three deep. Me, Trey, and Drew. And got to get them out of their jobs. How important is it to uplift the people who have been around you since day one? Um, Very, very important. Like It was days where we, we pieced up on studio sessions. Like, I used to rap my raps to Trey before I recorded them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like taking his mom's car to go to Mike Free Studio to try to write a record, you know? like So it's shit like, and Drew, like, man, I remember, like, he was printing merchandise for me and wasn't even making money. Like, he was just charging me for the cost of the shirts, you know? So it's like, not that they look at me like I owe them, but I look at them like, man, like I want to do for y'all what y'all did for me, you know, because I needed that to get here. I needed y'all to believe in me when it was like, so I didn't go crazy because I remember believing in, you know, it's crazy. You know, sometimes like, just imagine you can know something for a fact, bro. You can know something for a fact. If you walk in a room and seven other people, there's seven other people in the room, and they all in disagreement with something you know as a fact. It might make you question that fact. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to, well, we're human. Like, you know, you might start thinking, like, damn, am I tripping? You might Google, like, re-Google this shit. Like, damn, okay. Like, so, like, having them believe with me when I was believing myself that way, it's like, it made it easy when this person was doubting and that situation didn't work out and this didn't look like what it was, you know, what I thought it would look like. It's like all that shit helped me to keep going. So it's like, of course, like, I got to give it back up. Sure. And again, that's why, like, going back to why I go so hard for the city, because it's like that shit, like that shit cracked. You know what I mean? Like, going hard for the city, that shines a light. Like, every time Absol say Carson, it's a light being shine. Every time reason says Carson, it's a light being shine. You know what I mean? When I say Carson, you feel me? That shit gonna shine as well because it's like, it's not just us. You know, it's other people there too. So like Chuck Dizzle, like told you Jason Cash, but K-Stone was there too. And Chuck Dizzle might not know K-Stone, but I know K-Stone, so I'm gonna tell you K-Stone. You feel me? And K-Stone gonna tell you about Cam Carson, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way, like, 
that's the way this shit go. I mean, at least in my mind. Agreed. Most definitely, most definitely. So how did you all, how did y'all meet? You know, if you don't mind me asking you. You, uh, you and your squad. Uh, you, Trey. And- oh, uh, man, um, I was going to Lindell High and I got kicked out during summer school. I kicked out of summer school. They knew, found out I didn't live in Lindell. I was living in Carson. So I couldn't go back there. My mom was about to take me to she took me to Banning because that was my home school. That was full. So it was supposed to be Gardena. She didn't want me going to Gardena. So we used my uncle's address so I can go to Carson High. So when I went to Carson High, my cousin actually, uh, she wasn't dating him at the time, but my cousin dates Trey's older brother. But they were like best friends at the time. So, like, um, she had mentioned, like, his brother going to the school. But, like, my first day of school, I rap battled at school. So, like, that's kind of, like, how I even got known. Like, my first like my first day of school, like, I was in a full-on freestyle battle, like, at school. And it was just like, oh, shit, like, this nigga rap. So, like, that's kind of, like, how I got cool with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so after that, uh, like I was seeing, I was seeing Trey. Like we was hanging, we was all hanging around the same building, and like Trey happened to live around the corner from me. So like school just got kind of got like you know we catching the bus every day. We they selling the four dollar pieces across the street. Me and Trey going two dollars, two dollars on the pizza, seeing who gonna put the tax in to keep the box to hold the pizza and shit like that. So like. <laughs> Yeah, that's, and then like Drew, um, Drew was um, in like my eleventh grade, either my eleventh grade or twelfth grade, my English class, and I was bad as shit, <laughs> and Drew wasn't, and but Drew used to wear all the Nike SBs, so one day like I said something to him about his shoes, so we kind of like started uh, conversing based off off of shoes. And um, I was in this, when I got in 12th grade, I was so behind on credits that I had to uh, do this program where they, like, they had you, like, work, like, in a, like, in a location offsite, like, to get, get credits. So, like, one of the guys that I was partnered with on, um, like, they had us working at, um, like, Harvard UCLA. We was working in, like, the dermatology office, like, picking up mail and shit. But that dude is one of Drew's best friends. So me and him, we was together every day, right, like for that class. And we used to talk about music and shit like that. And I was telling my rap. So one day he was like, rap. So I started rapping on the spot to him or whatever. So I guess he told Drew about it back then. Now, mind you, like me and Drew still not really like speaking or anything. So um, fast forward, when I'm 19, I'm going to Compton College. I drop a project called Higher Learning. Was that was that it, Trey? Higher Learning. So I dropped Higher Learning, and I think so. The dude Mario that was in my class, like he was playing that shit. So he's hanging with Drew, and, he, and Drew's hearing it. So one day at this time, like I had like a relationship with with TDE. 
So like Schoolboy Q like maybe like a month or two before like be- before this day. This is when me and Drew like really started talking. Mm-hmm. So Q like DM me one day and was like, "Do you know all the lyrics to my songs?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is for his first headline show at the Key Club." He was like, "All right, be front row. I'm gonna pull you on stage to perform it with me." I'm like, bet. So I go there. I, go, I perform the song with him. It was situations off the setbacks project. So after that, he had a show um, where him and Absol was like headlining together. So I get to the show. Oh no no no. Q put me on the guest list to get a, a ticket to the show, right? Yeah. So I didn't have a car. So on Facebook, I posted, is anybody going to the Schoolboy Q concert? Uh, let me know. I got gas money, whatever. Drew hit me. Like, mind you, we hadn't been talking, nothing like that. Drew hit me and was like, fuck it, you can roll. I rode with him, Mario, one of, one of their other friends. So I ride with them to the show. So we get to the show early. So when we first walk inside, it's like empty. And day free from TDE at the time, like, he sees me, like, walking the crowd. He's like, oh, for sure. Cash, what up? Take me backstage. So I go backstage, and Q brings me out, and I perform with him again while Drew is in the crowd. So you perform with Schoolboy Q, not once, but twice. Twice. Like, one of the videos is still, like, on YouTube and shit. But, like, Drew was in the crowd. Like, I rode with him to do that shit, and he seen me do it. Like, we didn't know. I didn't know the fuck that shit was going to happen, and neither did he. So it was like after that, like we just like, you know, we just stayed. Yo, like, shout out to Drew, man. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Drew for sure. Shout out to Trey too. You know, shout out I mean? to Trey too. But yeah, Drew was there for that shit. Um, matter of fact, look, it's so it's so funny because I have a story like that with both of them because the second time I rode with Drew, right? Yeah. The first time. Trey was recording re, was recording it while uh while I was performing with Q, right? Mm-hmm. Q took Trey's phone and like put the camera on itself like that with Trey's cell phone. Like if you <laughs> like the video on when, when we had it on YouTube, like like you see Q take like doing like a selfie with the joint because he grabbed Trey's phone. Yeah. And recorded itself. So they both got to see that shit. That's wild, man. Right. So we've been we've been like tight for a while. Yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> wild as I fuck. Didn't, yo, that's crazy. I didn't even know you performed with Schoolboy Q twice. Yeah. And you were nineteen at this time. Yeah, I was. Uh, the first time I was nineteen. The second time I was going. Yeah, I was like it was a few days before my twentieth uh, birthday. It was like because the first time was in uh, I want to say March. No, February. Setbacks came out in like maybe like January because. Yeah, it might have been like February, and then the sec the second show was in May. Like my first show, like ever performing as myself was like was Absol's first headline show at the Key Club. Like Day Free had put me on. Like I came out right before Soul mm-hmm. at his first headline show. Man, that's dope. Right, that's wild. That's dope as hell, man. Nah, for real. <laughs> I can't even imagine that, especially like, hey, I'm trying to do, I'm I'm trying to rap. Right, trying right, to right. do this, and I'm out here like with Schoolboy Q. Right, but that's that's the kind of shit that bring you back to don't get too high on the highs or too low on the lows because I kind of felt myself. Oh, okay. You know, like I kind of felt myself early. So it's times where I should have been working, where it's like, shit, I'm around, I'm around Kendrick, I'm around Q, I'm around all this shit. So you feeling like 
uh, like it's automatic. Like you know, like this is what's about to happen. Your tickets already been punched in. Yeah, like you feel like the shit is already like it's a wrap. But you know, that wasn't the case. And I'm thankful because I wasn't ready. I had a lot of living to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of knowing, learning myself. You know, like the difference between me then and me now. Like I know who I am. Then mm-hmm. I I know who I I know who I used to think I was, but today I know who I am. So like, again, that's all part of your path. It's all part of your path. It's all yeah. part of your journey, man. Right, right, right. So like shit like that is like on days when it was tough. Like, bro, like I remember like the first Kendrick show I went to was twelve. The tickets was twelve dollars. So it's like out when, bro, when they passed the torch to the West Coast to Kendrick, I was standing on the stage, like I. Like, you feel me? Like, I left back from backstage. I watched Kendrick backstage, like, in tears. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all that shit, that's not to say, like, oh, yeah, I got to see this and that. But, like, all that shit let me, show me it was possible. So on days when I wanted to quit, like, I know just how possible this shit was. You feel me? That's the kind of shit. That yeah, it's obtainable. It's not. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's out there for anybody Facts. who's willing to put in the work Facts. and stay true to themselves Facts. and pay their dues. So that's kind of the shit that kind of kept me like, kept me working. So Cash, here's here's a good question: How would you describe your music and your sound to someone who's never heard of it before? Honest, honest, honest. And sometimes I'm honest to a fault. <laughs> <laughs> why, do you, why do you say that? Because like. I'm the dude that's going to rap about getting fired from Walmart. I'm the dude that's going to tell you about, like, um, not having a car till I was 21. And, um, like, you know, like, sometimes people, like, go, go on a gram or whatever and they get caught up in the now. Like, I ain't always. I wasn't, I wasn't a super popular dude in school. Like, you feel me? I was known from rap. Mm-hmm. So, like. I didn't. I didn't always had the girls. I ain't always had this shit, and I won't pretend like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I did. Not even just privately, but like even in the music, I won't just always won't make it seem like I was just always that guy. You feel me? Yeah. So like the people I make my music for, I make it for everybody. But but at the same time, it's like, like I'm speaking for that dude who was like cool enough where the popular kids knew you. But you wasn't a popular kid, so when you went outside, like, you couldn't just stand with them niggas too long. Like, cause, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yeah, we know you, nigga, but it's like, you ain't one of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I remember right. wanting to be wanting one of them. But now it's like, then you get older, and you just keep doing you, and it's like, those people want to fuck with you anyway. So, like. Yeah, off the strength, you know. Off the you feel me? That's a lot of people that was cooler than me in school that want to be cool now. And that's like not on some shit like, um, like I'm just oh so great or something, but it's just like that's just how life, you know what I mean? That's just how life goes. So like, you know, I speak for those kids who like, who feel like that or feel like they got to try to fit in or want to be a specific thing. Like I try to be honest so they don't make the mistakes that I did. Like I remember being, like I how I talked about being so behind on credits. Yeah. I'm the class clown and find out I'm the only one failing at the end of this motherfucker. So I'm in here entertaining everybody. I'm the only nigga failed this motherfucker. You feel me? So it's like, 
you ain't got to do that, bro. <laughs> I've done it. It's, it's just, it set me back. So I'm going to keep it as real with you as possible. So, you know, like, don't go do that dumb shit I did. Most definitely. Would this be one of those lessons that you say you like to teach your listeners? Because remember in the beginning of this interview, nah, we were talking sure. about, hey, you'd be trying to give lessons to Man, for, sh- for sure. Like, like for example, like, bro, I got shot. And I didn't get shot doing some super gangster shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got, you know, I'm in, I was in Compton, car pull up, I get hit, boom. Some niggas will sit there and make that they badge of honor. They claim the fame. Now, you super tough guy or whatever. It don't make me no tougher than nobody. Nothing like that. That's just what happened to me. But at the same time, like, I've been in the city at, uh, and running to young kids that's on the, at the crossroads of wanting to game bang, et cetera. And I'm like, bro, like, this will happen to me without doing that. You don't want to sign up for that shit, bro. Like, like this is what this is what happened to me just living regular, bro. Like, I don't wish this shit on nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit could have went way left. Like, I was shot point blank, point blank range with a 45. Like, twice in my back, once in my stomach. Like, it could be could have been over with. You feel me? So like, instead of like taking that shit to be like, oh yeah, I'm 50 cent now. I'm Tupac on the nigga. Like, it's more so. Now nah, I'm gonna keep it real with you, bro. Like that shit ain't cool. Shit ain't cool. Like, you don't want that. You know? So, like, that's why I said, like, it's honest. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story, you know? I understand that's a traumatic experience. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate you for sharing it on the air. But, you know, I also appreciate you for just giving a real depiction to your listeners and be like, yo, this ain't all what it seems to be or what it's cracked up to be. Nah, nah. Nah, man. I'm broke. I'm broke as hell. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But yeah, man, you know, like it's real life. Like some people get like, like my my uh one of my bros, he always say he like to be social without the media. Cause it's like a lot of people be getting shit fucked up from the gram and Twitter and shit like that. It's like, bro, like it's still real life going on, bro. Like Facts. People feel like the gram is real life. I'm like, bro, just Man, it's not life, you know. For real, you could really think you know somebody just from following on the ground, bro. You do not, bro. Know that's, them. that's the person they want you. That's like the act they put up, bro. Like what? I post if I post a picture. Trust me, it was seven other pictures that we took, and that's the one I thought was the best. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the best version of me that I can get, for sure. Like we all do it. Like it's just you know what I mean. Like that's why. Like I seen uh. I seen reason. I seen one somebody like screenshot one of the reason tweets and put on a story today. He said some shit like along the fact like, "Yo, if I flirted with you on social media before and I see you and I didn't flirt, I'm not shy. Like you just look different in person type shit. <laughs> it's like shit. Yeah, she put her best pictures on that motherfucker. Yeah, she looked different though. You know so. But uh, that's yeah, man, funny it's, man. <laughs> yeah, that shit is. Nah, funny. reason funny on Twitter, man. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga, Twitter nigga, I'm on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that nigga tweet hit the share rule. Wait, which one was that one? It was like, it said some shit like, uh, basically like, like, do you still got to ask somebody to be your boyfriend or girlfriend or like, or after a while, like just the actions just let you know that like, we go together now, like something like that. Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, me and the homeboy were cracking up about that. He was like yeah, talking about like. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. Nah, man. Nah, reason 
Man, he be cracking me up sometimes with what he be posting, bro. Yeah, that nigga's wild. <laughs> nah, that's pretty wild in itself. That's pretty wild in itself. Um, here's another good question, Cash. When all said is done, what do you want to leave to the rap game when you walk away from it? Hmm. When it's all said and done, what do I want to leave? Are we talking about... Hmm. That is a good question. Like, if there was only one thing I could leave. Not one thing, but you, you know, just like... Because not every artist leaves one thing. Right, right, right. You know, some artists leave multiple things. Like, what are some things or a thing in particular that you want to leave the rap game when all said and done? Um, not to say that there's that it's not there, and and uh, at all. But like one thing that I really would uh, that I would really want to bring is just fairness. Hmm. And and when I say that, I mean in the regards of like everybody's not privy to everything. You feel me? I feel you. So it's like, like for example, Jarrell and Fifty Cent when they beefed, right? Yeah. Jarrell was going like Murder Inc was going through like a federal like investigation where anything they said could be used against them. Yeah. So like 50 Cent knows that and he's firing off diss records. What can Jarrell say back when really like anything he say right now could be used against Yeah, him? when anything he said could be, yeah. Right. Can't you know really what I'm say saying? Nothing. So it's like certain shit like it's just I don't think that was fair. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And But then again like it's a part of the process so it's tricky because <laughs> that was supposed to happen how it happened but it's like if anything like I want to I want to play fair for sure like from the business side to how I treat fans how I treat other artists how I treat the engineers like I want to be fair all the way through and through like, I don't want like when I go in to sign artists and etc I don't want nobody to ever be able to say like cash played me out of bread I don't want nobody to be like you know, we didn't get paid on time. We didn't get this. Now, like, I want to be all the way fair. Solid all around. That's what I want. That's what I strive to be. Because I've done, like, you know, I'm human. Like, I've done shit in my life where I'd be like, oh, like, why did you do that? Like, I'll never do that again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm it's saying. like, as far as, like, that, I want I want that shit to be square business all the way, all the way through. For, I want anybody that work with me. In any type of business capacity, to be like, yeah, cash play fair. So that's what I want to leave, fairness. Maintaining that integrity. Ah, for sure. For sure. That's what you, you know, that's what you do when nobody, when you think nobody looking. You know, I wouldn't say when nobody's looking, but it's like, you know, even when you, you know, somebody's always looking. So integrity. Bro, you is, always got eyes on you. Nah, for sure. Always. For sure, so it's like integrity is, it's just everything. Nah, it definitely is everything, you know. And it's just being able to look in the mirror and be okay with the person you see, right? Nah, for real, that's real. That's something I'm big on. That's something I'm big on. 
Yeah, no, just throughout this conversation, you know, I've picked up on that you're very true to yourself. You know, you've mentioned that, you know, you're not trying to be somebody else. You're, you know, Carson Cash. Carson Cash off Camber Ave. You don't know that. You know know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Nah, it's just like you're true to your experiences. You're not trying to like, like you're not trying to copy another artist. You're just trying to stick to your authentic experience because there's no one else like you. Right, right, right. Why are you trying to tell somebody else's story and not your own? Yeah, bro, I can't go be, I, I can't go out here and be nobody but me. I don't exactly. know how to you be. You can't be nobody but you. And in being you, it's like you're also trying to, like, you know, teach people through the music, through your experiences, in being you. Bro, like, music to just down to as a person, bro, what I'm really, like, working to is just to be the best version of myself that I can be, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like, really just trying to be the best version of myself that I can be in all aspects. And, you know, with that, it carries into other shit. So, like, if I'm the best version of myself, you know, like, if I had kids, that that opened the door for me to be the best father that I could be. You know what I'm saying? Like, for my brothers to be the best brother that I can be, the best friend that I can be for my, my partners, you know what I mean? The best artist that I can be. You know what I mean? Like, but that's that all comes from being the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best version of myself. How can I be the best at anything else? I mean, that's just kind of how I look at it. No, I feel like I completely agree with you. If you don't have it down pat on who you are, you know, how can you excel in other things? Nah, for sure, because how yeah. you do anything is how you're going to do everything. Yeah, you got to get it right with yourself before you're trying to do anything else, man. Facts. Because or else, like, if you're not tightened up, you know, it's gonna you're going to see those problems pop up in other places. Bro, like, you got to think, like, how could I, like, how could I want what's best for you and not, and I don't know, don't want what's best for myself? Like, how could I, like, what sense, like, in what world does that make sense? Yeah, you can't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's that's one of them ones. Like, somebody told me, he was like, man, bro, help as many people as you can. I'm going to help you anywhere I can. I just won't hurt myself to help you. He was like, I can't do that. He was like, because then now it's like, what sense does that make? Yeah, it's like, you know, when people say that, it's like, you know, I don't, they're like, oh, so you wouldn't, I don't see that as like disrespect in any sort of way. It's like, hey, if I can't help you, I, you know, I won't help you because it's like people got to protect their peace. Nah, for sure. You know, it's like if helping me is going to put you into a mental disarray, right, put you in a bad right. situation, it's, a like, it's like, bro, like, nah, man, it's okay. It's it's cool. And it's like, if we friends and like we day ones and you, and you see that, understand that, like you can't do, you, you got to respect that. Nah, for sure. Like. For sure, bro. If you only had two dollars to your name, bro, yeah, it's like don't you, you don't need to give me that two dollars, right? It's like if I only got two dollars, and if I give you the two dollars, I'm gonna have an overdraft, right? Like you are gonna be fucked, all fucked up. It's like damn, like shit, bro. Like and then it's like you know I can't put food in my kids' mouth. It's right, like, bro, right, you right. Better off with those two dollars, right. like because to keep it one hundred as a friend, like I wouldn't even want you to put yourself in that exactly situation behind me anyway. It, exactly, you know? you know. So it's. Most definitely, exactly, exactly. But going back to the music, it's like, are you working on new music currently? Yeah. Yeah, I'm working um, heavy, man. I got so many I got so many records, bro. So many records, but I'm definitely, like, working constantly. Most definitely, most definitely. And what are some sounds or what are some techniques or what's, like, you know, a specific like, type? What does that sound like? Well, not what did that sound like, but what's something that you want to explore that you haven't explored with your music? Like, whether it be mm. a certain sound or whether it be a certain format and how you rap. 
Like, are you trying to experiment? Yeah, I have a lot. Like, in recent times, I've done a lot of stuff out of my comfort zone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, how he talked about the freestyle, like, like I'm at a point, like, I know I can rap, and I'm not trying to just hang my head on just being a rapper's rapper. Like, I make music. Yeah. You know, like, I can rap. I can punchline. I can give you bars and stuff like that. But it's like, like of course, I want to make music. So it's not, not where it's just like everything is centered around me being able to rap. It's multifaceted. For sure. For sure. Because I'm like, look at Travis Scott, right? Yeah. So like days before Rodeo, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first like the first record on there, like he like he's rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like he's rapping on that joint. Yeah. And it's like it's times where you're going to hear him rap. It's times where you're going to hear him just do melodic shit. Like, but it's like at the end of the day, it's like it's a certain quality of music that you're going to get with with Travis you know, Scott with Travis. although he's not rapping and maybe he's giving you the melodic stuff it's still top notch quality right you know it's not like the like the difference right. in quality is not very so great so granted I'm not Travis Scott and I don't do what Travis Scott does but at the same time it's like everything don't have to be rapping your rap like rapping you to death exactly you're going to experiment with other things but at the same time deliver that top quality right like, look at, that's just the tools, you know? Yeah, like, expanding the tool set. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm working on. That's what's up, man. I look forward to that. Nah, for sure, man. Me too, man. I can't wait to put I'm excited about out. it because it's like, I know, like, I know from the freestyles, like, you can rap, and I'm like, yo, I want right. to see what else he can bring. Right. You know, I want to see that growth as an artist. Nah, for sure. For sure. I'm, And that's one thing that I'm mindful of because, again, it's like, Man, if all my music is just me just rapping the rapping like that, it's like what's the point of even listening to my music? You might as well just watch the freestyles. So it's like it has to be something different. Mm-hmm. I don't, like you know, I think that's one of the biggest things that's gonna like people um, who aren't super familiar with the music, yeah, but know me from the freestyles. That's one of, gonna be one of the shockers where it's like my music doesn't just sound like my Instagram freestyles. You know, like, there's a time and a place for everything. Like, yeah, you're going to get certain shit. Yeah, you're going to get this right. Yeah, for sure. But you're you going to get, get this on the shit, side But too. then again, it's like, you know, that's not all. I'm more than just that. I'm not a one-trick pony. You're very dynamic. Right. There's layers. Do you get excited about that to be, like, showing your fans? Hell like, yeah. Like, hey, not only can I rap, but you're going to, I'm going to give you some of this that you never seen before. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, like, for sure. For sure. Because... It's like, you know, sometimes when people, because people haven't seen you do a specific thing, they feel like you can't, mm-hmm. you know? So it's definitely like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, I got something for you. Just watch. Just watch. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> nah, for sure. Nah, much respect for that. Much respect for that. Hell yeah. I feel like, I feel like this next this next body of work is gonna shock a lot of people because I'm I'm doing shit that's shocking myself. If that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. Especially yeah. like you know, like when I go to the studio, like if like Trey or Drew were in in the session, like I'll send the records in, and like you know they've they've heard so much shit, like you know what I mean, like where it's like sometimes like when they get excited about a record. It, it's like a good feeling because it's like 
if they don't get too excited, it's not because it's not good, but it's like it's what they expect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when I do some shit that's like different and I get a different reaction, it's like, okay, yeah, we on the sun. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Do you pass everything through Trey and Drew? Yeah, they hear everything. They hear everything. Yeah. That's what's up. They hear everything. So then when they like, yo, this shit hot, it's like a yeah. certified banger. Yeah, but again, it's like it's it's a, uh, it's a getting the curse because they'll have me hot. Like I send some shit that I'm really that I really fuck with, and they be like, "Oh yeah, this hard." But be like real, like regular about it. I'll be like, "Man, fuck y'all!" Like, <laughs> 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 but it's like I remember one day I told Drew I was like, "Man, you got me fucked up, bro." Like, and he was like, "Bro, like it's four in the morning when I'm listening to this shit. I'm on my way to work. I'm like, bro, like, bro, it's good. Like, you know, like." I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, but I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. You feel <laughs> me? So it's 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 just one of those things. But they, it's it's funny because like, I could cut on some shit, bro, that I did years ago, and watch Trey and Drew rap that shit word for word. Like he be knowing shit that I don't even remember because I make so many records that it's like, you know. But everybody got their different favorites. Like if you ask Trey which records, well, I literally just did this maybe like a week ago where. I asked Trey and Drew to send me 10 of their favorite records, and the list that all three of us had was so different from one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like Trey had named a song. I'm like, what the fuck song is this? I had to go through my shit, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot it was called that. Because everybody, like, did. You had to take a double take. I'm like, wait, yeah, Because, like, me, like, when I make some shit, bro, like, I listen to that shit on the way home from the studio, but I probably won't listen to it again after that because I'm like about to make some other shit and I'm about to listen to that shit after. It's a few though that I really, really fuck with that I play all the time. It's a few. Like the record, like I have a record with Boogie. When I did that shit, I played that shit the fuck out. Like I played that shit the fuck out. For real. But then after like a week, I stopped listening to it. It's weird. Like, if I had to go do a show tomorrow, I'm in trouble, bro, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the words to shit. For real. I don't know the words to shit. For, I, could, I could rap the freestyles for you, though. Like, <laughs> but I could rap the freestyles, but the actual... I could, get, I could rap the freestyles, but the songs? Yeah, I don't know, bro. You I know, know about that, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I got to get my shit together, man. I got to get my shit together. Hey, man. That's what the beauty about the process is. Though. Nah, for sure. It'll all come together when it's meant to come nah, together. Nah, for sure. Nah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, it's about coming up to that time. Hell yeah. It's, yeah, it's like 1 o'clock. It's 1 a.m. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. We've been here chopping it up. Oh, damn. Most definitely. Hell yeah. Appreciate you having me, bro. Nah, I really appreciate you for coming onto the podcast and just talking about like your music. Talking about your process, talking about growing up with Carson. Right, right. Talking about, you know, the standard that has been set in Carson. Right. With, you know, Ab Soul and Reason. Just talking about just how you met the homies and how, you know. Not for sure. It's it's, it's very inspiring, man. I'm really excited to, to see what's next. Hell yeah, man. You know, you've been dropping the freestyles. I've been listening to those and I'm waiting, bro. It's, it's I'm waiting coming, for that man. next it's drop. Coming. It's coming, bro. It's coming, man. I promise you that promise you that all right hopefully sooner than later yes sir hey before we get off do you have any shout outs that you'd like to do uh man i think i damn near shouted out everybody already well shout out to my brother jody mac man shout out to my boy ticket shout out my boy Deshaun, all my ucla partners 
You know what I'm saying? Much love to them guys. Most definitely, where can people find you on social media? You know Cash, U-K-N-O-W-C-A-S-H. That's me on everything from Insta to Snap to Twitter. Most definitely, most definitely. I got to shout out Chuck Dizzle. Thank you for putting me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for telling me that I like Cash, man. For sure. Shout out Chuck Dizzle. I really appreciate that, man. It was a really dope interview. Definitely hella insightful. Appreciate you, bro. Most definitely, most definitely. I'm DJ Odyssey. This is No Pope Podcast. I'm here with my special guest. I'll let him... Jason Cash, a.k.a. Carson Cash off Canva Ave, Mr. Carlo Rossi Posse himself, and you do know that. Yeah, yeah. This is the No Pole Podcast. We're out.